How can socially conscious people like us, how can we fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich to a system that looks out for us average American citizens without using politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, we're going to talk about crowd investing as a democratic vehicle of change to help fix our broken financial system. So what is crowd investing? Well, it is essentially when a large group of people pool small amounts of money to fund either a loaned, a business venture, or a rental property. Now it's divided essentially into three different classes. You have debt, equity, and real estate. So let's let's start off with, with debt, all right? Th this is uh, called crowd lending, when this large group of individuals, uh, and this is a diverse group. It's, it's not uh, all of one type of people. It's completely diverse, decentralized group. And th this group uh, pools their money to fund a loan. Now, the, the most common loans in crowd lending are debt consolidation loans and short-term real estate loans. These are the most common uh, loans that are, are in crowd lending. Now, why is crowd lending a, uh, a way to help fix our broken financial system? Well, who is currently loaning money to consolidate debt? Who is currently loaning money uh, for uh, real estate projects? Banks. Banks are. Big banks. The same banks that are causing financial crisis after financial crisis. Um, there's been a history of banking uh, financial crisis in this country um, you know, since banks were first uh, started. Uh, and it, it's not going to stop anytime soon. So um, here with crowd lending, it's a it's an opportunity to uh, uh, redistribute that wealth that banks currently have to just average American citizens. Um, now there's a, a couple of other reasons how it will will help uh, fix. Now there's the the concentration of wealth. This is one of these uh, problems why we have so many financial crises. Uh, it's because um, there's so much riding on the, these few banks, success or failure. And if there is a run on the bank, then uh, of we have a financial crisis that's happening. Um, it's been going on for a very long time, bank runs. Uh, it still just happened. Um, now, the, the other problem is, is that you have the people at these banks, they're all, it, it's not a diverse uh, group of opinions. Uh, they, they think alike. In Silicon Valley Bank, seven out of the 12 uh, board members went to Stanford, had uh, master's degrees, graduate degrees at, at Stanford. And most of them had have uh, MBAs, Masters of Business Administration. Uh, so there is a very common thinking that's happening. And this small group is deciding who gets funding and who doesn't, where their banking assets go. Um, and uh, because of this, this small group is dictated, they made poor decisions that led up to this, this bank run. 
Now with crowd lending, it's dispersed uh, with this decentralized, diverse set of uh, opinions deciding, well, th there should be a loan here to this person, a loan here to that person. Okay, well, this person may have had a uh, uh, past uh, history with bad credit. Uh, so we'll still loan them some money anyways and get a higher interest rate. And so there's, uh, and some people are okay with taking on that risk. Some people are, aren't, and it, it, it doesn't, um, uh, create a, a situation where 12 people say, okay, it's a bad time to loan, uh, people with bad credit money. Um, that, that's, that happens with, with banks and this concentration of wealth and power, not with crowd lending. It's, it's very diversified and, and people have different risk factors and uh, can make these decisions independently and they don't have to um, consolidate into to just one opinion. Um, also, uh, there, there are other loans that you can loan to small businesses, uh, crowd lenders can. Uh, and you want to instead, you know, typically uh, your average person, the only um, way you can loan money and, and as a, as an investment are corporate bonds. So you have to loan to, uh, corporations and oftentimes the minimum loan amount is a thousand dollars. Well, with crowd lending, there are, uh, investment minimums as little as $10, 10 bucks. So it's so easy for anybody to, uh, get into, to become a crowd lender. Um, and uh, if you put your money into a, a bank account, well, um, now the bank uh, can loan that money. Now, they're not taking it out of your account, obviously. Instead, banks are allowed to loan money based on uh, the total deposits of all their account holders. And it's, it's called fractional reserve lending. They can only uh, uh, loan out a, a certain percentage of their, their total deposits. And that changes throughout the years. Sometimes it's 10% uh, or 90% that they can loan out with a 10% reserve, 5% uh, reserve. Currently, uh, the reserve uh, percentage is zero. So banks can loan out all of the deposits and which makes them incredibly vulnerable to, to bank runs, uh, which happened to Silicon Valley bank, but it could happen to any of the major banks too. Okay. So, um, all, with banks loaning out money and they have this, uh, pressure to increase their profits every quarter, otherwise their share prices will go down. Well, they're going to loan as much money as possible. Um, especially when there's zero requirement. Uh, so, so what happens? Um, well, uh, inflation happens when, when a, a, when there's money supply outpaces, um, the, the, the demand of goods and services to be created, this inflation happens. Uh, and, and so, um, this banks, um, typically, uh, create more money than what's actually needed. And that's why we have systemic inflation. You know, typically it's, you know, two to 3% a year. Uh, I, now it's, you know, even greater. It's not because of the banks, but, um, we can talk about that later. Uh, but systemic inflation, the reason why our dollar is constantly losing value is because of the money creation that, that banks are doing. Okay. Crowd lending. We're not allowed to create money. 
We're not allowed to do that. So it's a way to stem this systemic inflation through crowd lending. Uh, we, we can um, loan money and we actually have to put up our own money to loan it. Uh, so, so this is a, an important thing to note. Uh, banks also lend to exploitive companies and projects. Um, now, as a, as a, a person, I, I choose not to lend to an exploitive uh, company or project. I, I don't. I don't buy corporate bonds anymore. I. Why would I? I. I it's. I, the, I feel, and this is my own opinion as an investment advisor that it's it, it's worse financially for me to do. Uh, I, I would get a better return. I'm far more diversified. Uh, you know, with that thousand uh, dollars, I can loan to one corporation, but oh, at ten dollar minimum investment requirement, I could make a hundred different loans. So it's far more diversified. It makes a t way more sense financially. Um, not only that, I don't want to uh, lend to uh, corporations that uh, are exploiting their, their labor, exploiting the environment, ex exploiting their customers. I have no interest in doing that. Um, and I don't think anybody does. Uh, and this is a way as CrowdLender, we can make these independent choices. Well, I'm going to loan a uh, hundred bucks to this small business uh, the, that you know, this restaurant here or this flower shop or, or whatever it is, we can make these choices independently. Uh, so, so we have, um, so we have this ha happening. Uh, okay. Um, what else do we have? Uh, part of uh, crowd investing. There is uh, something called equity crowdfunding, right? We talked about equity, uh, typical equity investments for Traditionally, investing is buying uh, shares on the stock market. Well, with uh, equity crowdfunding, it's when a large group of individuals pool small amounts of money to fund a uh, business venture or a startup company in exchange for ownership of the company. So these are our are, are, are high risk uh, investments. But because of the uh, nature of crowdfunding and it's it's a small amount of money, you can diversify uh, incredible uh, an incredible amount. And most startup companies fail, but all you really need is for one to succeed uh, to to really um, you know uh, to 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 make all those losses irrelevant. Uh, and so it's and it's very easy to diversify. $100 minimum investment requirements is, is pretty normal with equity crowdfunding. Now, this helps uh, fix our broken financial system because right now, um, just a small group of uh, venture capital firms and wealthy accredited investors are dictating who gets funding for their startup company. All right, it, creating additional hurdles for, especially for women and minority. Um, women in 2021, 2022, were getting about 2% of all uh, equity uh, crowd uh, equity investments in, in startup companies. Um, just 2% were going to, to women. Uh, and under 2% for, for, uh, for African-Americans. So there, there isn't a lot of funding going that direction. And with equity crowdfunding now, it, 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 there isn't this small group. 
this concentration of power. Now power is being redistributed to all of us, to us average American citizens. And we can fund any startup we see fit. Um, and uh, maybe this and, and, and we don't have to agree on it. That's, it's creating this decentralized, independent, diverse opinions. Maybe I don't see something that you do in a company and you fund it and it's successful and it, cre it enriches our lives. It creates uh, helpful technology. Um, also, the, there's this problem of, of, uh, of these wealthy uh, venture capital firms and wealthy hedge funds uh, being able to uh, control uh, our uh, financial corporations, our, our, our system, because they're in, in the ground floor. When you get into the ground floor, you have this large stake in the company and you can, you have, uh, you're able to um, uh, control these companies because you own them at the ground floor. And uh, if, if something you don't like is happening that's uh, affecting your bottom line, then you can control these companies uh, to, to be able to um, uh, do what you wish. So, so there's this problem and, and it's a small concentration, a small group that, that does this, that's controlling our entire financial markets, our, our, our economic markets, the way our companies are, are built and set up. And, and with equity crowdfunding, it gives all of us th this power and it, it doesn't rely on just a small group to dictate uh, what, what, how, how our companies are being built, how they're being formed, how they're structured. Uh, we don't have to build a public corporations when you equity crowdfund, uh, which is constantly has this pressure to increase your profits every quarter. Otherwise, your share prices go down. Equity crowdfunding, you could stay a private company. There's there's none of this pressure. Okay, uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have um, real estate crowdfunding. Same thing. Large group of people pool small amounts of money to fund uh, to, to purchase either rental or vacation properties. Um, now, uh, home ownership, this is your classic way of building wealth in, in the United States. Um, now I don't think it's the best way to build wealth even in, in the past, but today with the, the price of homes increasing and the middle class shrinking, it's getting, uh, even more difficult for your average American to, to, uh, participate in uh buying their own homes and, and becoming homeowners or, or even owning real estate in general through real estate crowdfunding now um it's a backdoor entrant a backdoor way to uh be able to participate in investing in real estate to to become a property owner to receive the rents uh from from these vacation rentals and uh, uh rental properties um, especially these vacation rentals, you know, they're expensive to buy. Now there are investment minimums of $500 on some platforms, $100 on some platforms where just, you know, average Americans now uh, can just contribute to it and, and, and receive some of these profits and, and these rents. Um, and, and now have uh, an ability to be, uh, you know, a, a, a landlord. It's crazy. Uh, today is the first time in history where uh, a, a, someone who's renting, who makes $30,000 a year, 
uh, can be a landlord uh, to a multi-billion dollar corporation uh, because they crowdfunded uh, some uh, office park. Uh, so uh, it, it, the game has, has shifted completely. And not only that, when you're engaging in crowd investing, thinking, think about where, what you're not investing in. You're not investing in, in uh, the stock market and corporate bottom line. You're not investing in outsourcing. You're not investing in companies manufacturing in authoritarian controlled countries. You're not investing in this exploitive nature of, of capitalism. And, and all of this, all, all of these, the, the, the bottom line, the outsourcing, all of this contributes and perpetuates income inequality. And so it's a way to, to not only um, increase your own income through crowd investing, but also not to perpetuate the system that is creating this income inequality in the first place. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system democratically, Without protesting or engaging in divisive political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.